If you've been listening to the Visionary podcast regularly, you know that I haven't posted a new episode in a while. Due to some recent developments, I wasn't able to find time to record an episode. However, I'm trying to sort that out now and be more regular moving forward. Hope you like this episode. Hey everyone, I'm Swati Rawat and welcome to the Visionary podcast where I talk to visionary Indian women with inspiring, intriguing and aspirational stories. In a world where technology is now donning the hat of Cupid, how do you trust matchmaking? In 15th episode, the visionary is Nena Hiranandani, COO at Self Coffee, a platform that's revolutionizing dating for global Indians. Born in Mumbai, Nena studied masters in English literature and was working with prominent luxury and fashion publications before starting the entrepreneurial journey. Tune in as Nena talks about her childhood influences, her vision with Self Coffee, and how it's successfully helping clients around the world find meaningful relationships. Um, so I had a great childhood. I actually grew up. Um, I was born in Mumbai. Mm-hmm. I lived in Saudi Arabia in my early childhood, and then I moved to Thailand mm-hmm. um, in 1990. sorry 1988 mm-hmm. um and pretty much you know it was a fantastic sort of place to live very comfortable very friendly people um yeah. we were privileged enough to go to a united nations back school so high diversity yeah. i think we had students from you know over 80 different countries at mm. the school at that time which was crazy um yeah. right to be exposed to just different cultures and people at such a young age yeah. um and we moved to then then we moved to bombay in 1999 so i've been here since but um yeah i think it was a fantastic experience i'm one of those kids who actually look forward to going to school every day and <laughs> would <laughs> jump out of bed all excitedly um had a great bunch of friends and i think one of the things i i do really respect about an international education is that there is a lot of emphasis on being you mm. um an individual and being opinionated whereas um one of the most problematic things for me i think in my sort of later teens was making that transition to the indian school system yeah. where it was a lot of memorization learning by rote or like even if you didn't understand something or you didn't believe in it you had to everyone had one perspective right yeah you yeah. would go to tuition classes after school because teachers would say this is the way to write it or you yeah. know you won't get your marks and there were times um, that your tuition teachers were your school teachers <laughs> absolutely so there was a bit of a conflict of interest i think yeah. right there um and way too much competition right so i think um early on i think we were lucky to have parents who did not pressure us who did, like who never thought of what the world would say or you know set any kind of examples to become doctors or engineers because yeah. you know i'm the middle child i have two brothers and all of us are doing very very different things and are very happy doing those things yeah and i think that's what matters at the end of the day yeah so um after your school where did you go for college what did you study so i um in mumbai i did um i studied commerce for two yeah. years for okay. 11th and 12th and then i did a media course at kc college so i 
it was a bachelor of mass media mm-hmm. um, and I specialized in journalism. So okay. I think very early on, right from school, uh, there was a deep interest in literature, writing, um, and that world pretty much, you know, yeah. and given the fact that, like I said, we grew up to be opinionated people. It's yeah, just, yeah. you know, that's your, uh, that's paving the way right there for, you know, to become a writer pretty much. So I did study that. Um, and it was fantastic. I think we were very early. We were one of the first batches of BMM. So it was a very mm. all-encompassing course. It was diverse. We had fantastic faculty. Yeah. We had, you know, um, teachers like Nandini Sardasai and, you know, literally stalwarts in advertising or cinema or photography, yeah. Yeah, kind yeah. of taking that one semester. And I think that really opened things up because I think, you know, very few courses let you try 36 different subjects, mm. um, yeah. you know, and that's fantastic. So yeah. right, right after that, um, I did go on to do an MA later on when I was working at L India. Okay. That was more just from a, you know, because I'm a fan of literature, just from a learning perspective. Yeah. So, so and um, exactly how did your, uh, where did your professional journey begin? To go back, uh, you know, right to the beginning, um, I think very early on, my father was of the opinion that we should all sort of, you know, experience uh you know working at an early age to see what it takes right Mm. he was very conscious of the fact that uh you know my family had seen ups and downs um Mm -hmm. with my father's business Mm -hmm. which was one of the biggest reasons for our relocation so he never wanted us to be dependent on anyone or anything in the future and sort of wanted to shape our personalities in this direction Mm -hmm. and i really sort of value that because i think that holds true even today yeah. Right. It's very easy to grow up as a, you know, entitled child when you have everything, you know, given to you. Um, so my first job was actually straight out of, um, you know, when I started, I was in my first year of college at, at 17. I started working at Gabbana, which was a luxury bespoke menswear brand. Yeah. Um, it's based in Bombay and, you know, run, it was run by Mr. Shapurwala then who used to make suits for, you know, India's uh, corporate honchos and celebrities like Amitabh Bachchan. Okay. So I just walked in one there, uh, you know, randomly with my resume in my hand. And I think the the general manager was happened to be there. And he's like, who, oh, wow. who are you? And what, what do you want? <laughs> you know, you're just a kid with like something. And I remember my mom had driven me to the store and she was waiting outside. Yeah. You know how our mothers used to chaperone us yeah, back in the yeah, day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this guy was just, he's like, what do you want to do? Like, this is a clothing store. You know yeah. nothing about it. And my dad always came from a textile and garment manufacturing background. So for yeah. some reason, I don't know, I saw some appeal in, in just, you know, and I just wanted to try things out. And I actually got the job. So I was working That's, part-time. Yeah. I was being paid quite well <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> um, you know, princely sum of 10,000 rupees for yeah. a part-time job is not bad for a college yeah. student. And um, from then on, you know, as I, I sort of, uh, when I moved to BMM, I, we had internships to sort of try out. And mm. I opted for the Indian Express. So I was working for Newsline, which is their supplement, their lifestyle supplement, and doing yeah. stories on, you know, human interest, culture, music, theater. So that was a great 
opportunity. And then mm-hmm. I used another semester to intern at Perfect Relations, which is one of India's biggest PR firms. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's, I think after that internship, I realized I do not want to do PR. It's mm-hmm. not my thing. Uh, you know, because uh, it's so great to just try out different things. You actually know what you know and what suits your personality and yeah, and, yeah. and goals, right? Yeah. Um, so right after sort of graduation, I was hired by the Ogan Group, and they run a bunch of magazines. The mm. most popular ones are El India and El Deco. Yeah. So it was great. I was just you know thrown into that world um, of luxury people. You know, access to sort of anything that's happening around the world and really driven to bring out you know good content and write well and you know hone my skills so I think having the right mentor slash boss slash editor whatever you want to call it Mm. is is critical Mm -hmm. right so that's that's something that really pushed me to do better and then you know the opportunity of of serve coffee came along when um you know, my, my brother had this idea, uh, my brother Sunil, you know, having lived outside of India for a bunch of years, we yeah. were not fans of the whole exchanging biodata system yeah. or the fact that there was so much parental intervention yeah. when you were finding someone to date. And it wasn't so much about marriage then, right? So the, we've always understood the concept of, you know, you fall in love, yeah. you decide to make a life together, and then you get married. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think somewhere just, you know, living in India was a bit of a culture shock because you would have, you would meet very educated, holistic, you know, holistically sort of aware, dynamic people, literally marrying people they didn't know. Yeah. And, and, and they, they were coming in with a particular mindset when they were even meeting yeah, strangers yeah. for, uh, you know, this arranged dramatic setup. Absolutely. Swati, unfortunately, so much of this is social, a social conditioning. It's been fed to mm. you mm-hmm. since you're a kid. Yeah. You know, that you have to, um, you know, grow up, uh, look good, take care of yourself, you know, um, finish all the right sort of degrees. Yeah. And then you have to get married. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that is, I mean, it sounds so bizarre today, but, you know, back then, 10, 15 years ago, it sounded... Like this is what everyone was saying, and you no, know, somewhere, Nina. Still, yeah. I just my thought on this. I do believe that there's a very small section now that is refusing to not adhere to these traditional, um, you know, checklists and values. Absolutely, there's like a large chunk of people still, like I, I, I our generation, my generation, who still yeah. have somehow. Uh, you know, they, they, they still want to sort of uh, make their life and follow a particular path in that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. In so that I, path. I think where we, you know, come from is that you need to, you cannot depend on someone to make you happy. You yeah. cannot wait for a husband or a wife to complete your life or to come full circle. True. And this is a concept that very few people uh, believe in so yeah, yeah. I I tell all my clients as well that you have to live a happy life you need to be you know sort of run towards your goals whatever they are personal or professional yeah do what you need to do you want to travel the world you want to take up a pottery class you want to learn a new language you know live a complete life yeah when yeah. you have someone in your life you can share that with them yeah but you can't expect that person to enhance everything tenfold Mm -hmm. and that's 
that's very unfair like the whole concept of a soulmate is is very different to what it was right about 20 yeah. years ago women did not have socioeconomic freedom yeah yeah um you had to sort of be with someone to pay the bills or you were financially dependent on them hence you became dependent on a lot of their their personality their ideologies their perspective of thinking yeah. so you'll see a lot of uh, you know sort of indian housewives or middle aged women who don't think for themselves they're just like yeah. whatever my husband says goes yeah, and yeah. so that has totally you know turned around and so sunil founded this company frankly because my parents were just like hey you're you know you're successful at work you seem like you know a guy who's ready to take the next step yeah. and let's do this and he said you know i'm happy to do that and we've all been in relationships by this point mm-hmm. but he's like i don't have anyone in my life that i want to take it to the next stage with yeah. and my mother's like no problem here you go here's a bio data and he's like for what <laughs> is she applying for a job <laughs> and there were so many filters right so parents yeah. would have these crazy filters about looks and you know i remember people would go then to a studio to take a picture because there was no instagram yeah. so you had like 500 filters and photoshop and you know the the photographer would tell you you know switch on the brightest lights to make you look fair slim true, true, good looking yeah, yeah. sub you know <laughs> submissive i don't know <laughs> whatever it is that would be portrayed through a photograph um so we started surf coffee um you know he really believed in the concept and pushed for it and i was helping him out with okay. the whole idea because clearly we could resonate hmm. and there so was a deep void since the beginning right yes yes i was very much aware of you know what was happening the website got built in mm. fact we had a lot of extended friends and family of you know uh, non resident indians yeah. who were literally saying this to us every day that you know they were educated smart dynamic you know good looking amazing people yeah why is it so hard to find somebody that yeah. you know you could potentially build a life with mm-hmm. so surf coffee was founded quite some time ago you know 2008 was mm-hmm. you know the germ of the idea and then finally by 2013 i had joined sunil cuz he just frankly poached me he said i think you'll enjoy this <laughs> i think this is definitely up your alley and you're a people person and and you know you understand people well so yeah. when you're a reporter writing on any genre you have to sort of really immerse yourself right mm-hmm. in what who this person is where are they from be inquisitive be curious yeah. um and also take an interest in what's happening you know beyond a certain event right yeah. so you have yeah. a 360 degree view on everything and so much of that is matchmaking hmm. matchmaking is not about where you studied how tall you are the complexion your caste all of that Yeah. it really is about your fundamentals right what yeah. what kind of person are you what are your what is your core value system yeah. what is yeah. what are the principles that you as an individual are built on so mm. likes and dislikes are all you know things that are, are just like the cherry on top they yeah. they yeah. don't make or break things so if you watch game of thrones and i don't it doesn't matter it doesn't mean that we'll have a beautiful marriage because we watch the same tv yeah, shows yeah. or or, we, or in fact if we even if we have the same personality i mean it is so you can't really uh, put a pin on it and be like oh if i find somebody that has the same personality that i do or likes the same thing yeah or same we, credentials a, you know yeah, in life yeah. 
yeah, in yeah. terms of you know academic trajectory True. professional success so yeah. one of the things that i you know i got married 2 years ago and one of the, the biggest things that i learned is that it at the end of the day all the stuff that people tell me oh i mm. went to you know sp gen and yale and harvard and stuff yeah. like that after you're married none of this stuff matters today yeah. if my husband went to usc or yeah. nmims doesn't make a bit of a difference in my marriage yeah and also <laughs> in know, the has, sort of person he or she is right yeah degree yeah, so is exposure degree. is different yeah, you know, being yeah. being able to sort of accept different cultures be tolerant be respectful of people um integrity these are all qualities of course i think that living outside of home does help you sort of build hmm. but you know the way we emphasize on this as you know it's a make or break or this is this is the deal breaker that would sort of you know make me think a certain way yeah. is is crazy yeah. right so yeah. potentially um to play devils the devils advocate you could have a wife beater from an ivy league school absolutely yes yeah. it's, it's got nothing to do yeah. with you yeah. know it's, it's just about how they're conditioned um you know what kind of parents uh you know values parents instilled in their kids mm. and we're seeing that right in an increasingly yeah, unsafe culture in india i mm. mean we're reading about this gory stuff in the papers i think it all starts you know when you're a child yeah. because you see what your parents say how they speak to each other um and i think that really shapes a person yeah. so we go right back when we sort of meet people for surf coffee we go right back to their childhood to you know how they grew up you know what is their relationship been like because it's just not to judge but just to mm. understand mm-hmm. yeah so we you know surf coffee was built as a result of that void that there is no matchmaking service that makes an effort mm. to get to know you it mm. is just what you present on paper and we so, really wanted okay. to defy that and and how does it really like how does it all happen so let's just say if i'm Uh, a potential you know i i'm a potential user and i would like mm-hmm. to find someone through surf coffee how does that right. entire user journey takes place right so the first step that one has to do is uh, get on the website mm-hmm. and we built a website for universal access right so mm. anyone from brazil to russia yeah. and to bangalore can apply to surf coffee okay. we do not discriminate on the basis of you know age or religion or yeah. any of that stuff it's uh you know there are certain basics that we look for we look we look for people of indian origin mm-hmm. so you know at to whatever extent that is uh we look for people who are you know doing something in life they're decently educated you mm. know didn't sort of just bounce after 10th grade you know because that's yeah. a little yeah. scary to yeah, hear yeah. that um and they need to be looking for a long term relationship so that is okay. critical okay yeah, so, so relationship is married. sort of like a, a a driving force for somebody to sign up rather than being like oh i'm just going to meet someone here and get married yeah yeah so so there are two extremes right definitely nothing something casual yeah because that's just the opposite of what we're looking yeah, yeah, for yeah. and yeah the other extreme is scary like when i meet someone who says i was supposed to get married yesterday I think it's you know it's a little frightening for us because there's way too much pressure on getting that done as a social achievement and mm-hmm. I'll be honest today where you know however successful you become or 
you know, how much ever money you make or travel the world and do all of that. Unfortunately, mm. this is what society reduces it to, right? The yeah. minute, the yeah. first question anyone asks you is, do you have, are you married? Yeah. You know? And, or and are, you, are, you, are you, you know, thinking about someone, are you dating someone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now that I am married, the question I get is, what about family now? Yeah. What about they, kids? They, they never and I it. can't believe, uh, you know, I'm. this is some random person talking to me about my reproductive system and my <laughs> desire to, you know, procreate. Uh, highly, highly un- inappropriate. Because um, I, I would never ask someone that, that I did, you know, that I'm not acquainted with. Yeah. It's different if it's a conversation amongst friends or family, but again, none of your business, right? So yeah. ultimately it is unfortunately uh, sort of pinned down to that. Um, so after people sort of sign up, uh, Swati, we, they apply rather. So it's not about joining because we actually now get in touch with them. Hmm. So we okay. do an interview if they're based in Bombay, London or Dubai. Okay. If not, we do a video call. So we okay. spend as much time just trying to understand where they're from. What are they looking for? Hmm. You know, what is it that they desire out of this whole thing? Okay. And that really sort of uh, results in, I think, a very honest conversation. Because this is that one aspect in your life that you need complete transparency in right you yeah. can't bullshit about this yeah. um it's just the best thing to do is to actually tell me how things are so that i can decide you know whether we're a good fit or yeah. otherwise yeah so if we are a good fit we do extend membership and then we set up blind dates so people oh, have basics okay. on them yeah yeah they would have like first name age you know, what is this person's academic background? Where have they lived, right? What is their journey? What industry they work in and why we think they're a good fit. So it's literally three or four lines. Mm. But I think it's, you know, in a strange way, it's very clear about, um, you know, the first thing is one can identify if, you know, we know this person from before or not. So it's that descriptive. Like if you've met this guy through a friend Or he happens to be like your sister's friend. You're just like, okay, I definitely don't want to go on a date with him. I know him already. Yeah. Um, So then we sort of, you know, shut that down right there. Mm. But the whole idea is to go in with an unbiased mind. You know, Swati, ever since Facebook came out and Instagram, that's all we do is judge people, feel envious of the wonderful lives they they lead on a virtual platform. Yeah. And it's crazy, right? Like yeah. you don't even know what's really happening in their real life. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to bring. We're trying to bring dating back, mm. you know, in, in a world that's busy swiping, poking, and I don't know, doing everything, but actually meeting. Yeah. Like I, I, I have a policy now, you know, in my personal life, you know, when I got married, I didn't invite a lot of people and you know how India is the only country where someone will come in front of you and taunt you about that. You know, Achha, haan, shadi pe nahi bula. and I'm like, you know, my whole litmus test. Because it's expected for some reason in our culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my whole litmus test is if I haven't hung out with you or spoken to you or met you in the oh, last no, one year, existence. in the last 365 days, yeah. you are not worthy of being invited to my wedding, man. Like, <laughs> sorry, it's just not happening. Um, and so that's something we want to just encourage, you know, just going on a date, um, you know, actually enjoying the process, you know, Mm -hmm. getting in touch with someone, um, and just feeling that connection, you know, it's, it's literally just that, um, how do you fall in love? 
Yeah. It is a human connection. No one fell in love on Instagram. Sure, I mean, you can slide into each other's DMs, as they say, and do all of the Netflix and chilling. And I don't know what people want to do these days. <laughs> but I feel like, how can you not want to engage and, you know, just talk to this person, hear them laugh? Like, do they have a sense of humor or not? Yeah. You know, what do they, what do they, how attractive do you find them? Because that's so subjective, right? Yeah. So it's different for men and it's different for, for women. Mm. Um, You know, women are looking for completely different things. And one of the major um, things I think is feeling safe, right? Is that when you're emotionally vulnerable is to actually put yourself, you know, out there. Yeah. And your true self without that, you know, worry or, you know, just, I mean, because biologically we're wired like that. We're yeah. nurturers. We're the ones that give birth. Yeah. So yeah. that's actually a very important thing. And for a man, it's always cosmetic uh, yeah. first. That's the first thing that, that strikes him. And, yeah. you know, while we're all, uh, you know, very quick to term it as shallow, it is actually true because that's how they look for a mate. Yeah, and that's how physical we've evolved appearance. as humans as well. That's how we have evolved yeah. and procreated as a species and survived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, these are all things that we're trying to sort of in, encourage, just getting out there. I think India has not had a dating culture. I think mm. you'll agree with me, Swati. It's very all very new. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. you, I'll hear about these, you know, badass uncle aunties who like dated in the 70s and, you know, did all this <laughs> secret dating and you know, jumped out of a window or like would pursue things. And that's great. And then suddenly in the 90s, you stop seeing all of that. Yeah. You didn't see anyone pursuing any anyone unless you fell in love in school, um, in high school or college or work, right? Mm. So yeah. I worked in a, fem- in a women's magazine. The only men that were there were just, you know, either, you know, management accounting mm. or, you know, gay guys um, yeah. who I love, but I can't date you know yeah, yeah. and so it, it just closes down you're socially saturated mm-hmm. so surf coffee tries to cross-pollinate you okay. could be from bombay you may want you know you may go, be going on a holiday to london and have three free evenings there surf coffee can set you up on a date mm. and the best part is we take feedback after yeah. all first dates okay. so you exactly tell us you know this is what i liked about him this is what I didn't. And yeah. the million dollar question, do I want to see him again or not? Yeah. New sort of uh, thing has become the ghosting culture, right? Just disappearing, yeah. ghosting. And if you really knew what someone felt like, you wouldn't have to go through that. True, true. That's true. And Nena, how, uh, how do you match these profiles? And who, like, who takes their uh, interview of sorts? I mean, do you have so the teachers or... Yeah. Um, uh, a bunch of like uh, people who have trained in this aspect of things. How, how has the response been for users or for people who have used Surf Coffee and have met people? Right, right, right. So that's that's a great question. That's something we're asked a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, so you know, there is. I wish there was a training program for this, but yeah. you know, like they asked me, they're like, "Is there a test I can do?" Is there a, you know, is someone trained in psychology or Mm -hmm. human behavior Mm -hmm. and stuff like that? The truth is, Swati, so much of this, of what we do is part scientific. So there is certain data that we can't change, right? Like how old you are, how tall you are, 
yeah. what community you were born into these are yeah. things that will not change yeah, with yeah. time um but the whole other aspect is you know hugely intuitive which i think is beautiful hmm. right so there is so much um scope to learn about someone and how they think again if you ask me what are the what is that what is that one thing right that two people really sort of connect on and and match on yeah. i i think it's core value system Mm. so your approach to your outlook to life mm-hmm. to your career to money yeah. to sex and to family yeah these are like the core things that define you as a person and if you don't relate you know with someone um so let's say you're very family oriented right and yeah. you may have grown up in a joint family and i don't know since you were a kid every time you come home you love being surrounded by people yeah it's very unlikely and again i may be wrong but it's very unlikely that you would date a guy who doesn't even talk to his parents yeah or has no he is completely isolated you know he's probably great he's a great guy but mm. he's like no swati no, there's no way i want to yeah. spend diwali with someone who has the same surname yeah. i'm telling you you yeah. will not want to be with this guy mm. right so being in a relationship is different being married to someone is different what phase you're in your life in really sort of creates that that journey so yeah. we work with people right from their 20s you okay. know who are quite starting 26 and yeah. we go up to you know people in their late 50s okay so if you've never been married before getting mm-hmm. married is exciting yeah there is a novelty factor if you've been married before once you'll think 2000 times before you do it again Yeah yeah true <laughs> you know, not because you're jaded or scared or anything i think primarily you want to sort of you know just do it right you yeah. know and sort of maybe learn from your mistakes and there's a lot of you know self healing and evolution involved right we all get we all want to become better people yeah. and then you have a different section of people who have been married have mm-hmm. kids from mm-hmm. that marriage and want to sort of you know find companionship so exclusivity yeah. okay. you know a solid relationship but honestly they're not dying to sign on the dotted line legally right yeah. or they may yeah. want to just see how it goes i have seen people remarry in yeah. their 40s yeah. in their 50s hmm. but again it's about now you know this is who i am can you accept me as who i am and how do we make this work right because when you have kids and stuff you also want to make sure your children are supportive yeah, of yeah. this and now i think india is really believing in second chances yeah i yeah I that, that about, culture you know, is emerging now which is great i mean i think that's one of the biggest to be you know happy and probably be by yourself than be in a relationship and be miserable yeah yeah absolutely um i think that's that's just wonderful because if and and there's a catch 22 here like you'll see a lot of there's a rising number of divorces right so yes. india's uh, divorce rate has literally doubled i just yeah. read a story yesterday that has these stats at the same time i think it's wonderful that people you know in our demographic um, or our age or from where just where we come from you're always taught that you know marriage is sacred you know yeah. you you never walk out you make it work yeah. you have it's to a, it's a, it's a one off thing yeah yeah, yeah. if you know this is what he wants you should totally make it happen yeah. i think now indians have courage they have courage to recognize unhappiness 
and say and also because now indian women are empowered in terms of like financially and how our parents raised us women can also make decisions for themselves right earlier yeah, if they yeah. had to like tag along with the guy no, parents are supportive now swati so yeah, yeah, everything they is changed totally. now now yeah. they realize that you know my child is not happy and why why put yourself through this for another 30 40 years right or yeah. and then you know having children like that's yeah. another trend i see young indians don't want to have kids so early or they want they want to you know maybe have them later yeah. or they may not, not want to have them at all at all yeah and i think that's fantastic right because um you should have the choice yeah you should have the choice to sort of be able to say no um, and then however working, you so want. to uh, absolutely so to answer your question we work with all of this okay. right when you go onto an app and you say nana i'm looking for someone between 28 to 34 you you put in your you know your preferences you put in geographical mm. preferences tomorrow i may meet an exceptional 35 year old mm. i'm the person who can call you and say swati consider him please mm-hmm. it's my it's my request and okay. you listen to me because now you feel like i have some semblance of <laughs> you know what you want i have yeah. some understanding of it yeah. and i think this is why surf coffee works like even with so much out there there are matrimonials there's yeah. online dating there are you know aunties sitting in bureaus with yeah. doing communal matchmaking yeah, yeah. <laughs> um there are there are there are a ton of apps like every second day i hear about a new app starting up which yeah. is which is absolutely fine despite that we're sort of you know growing at a crazy pace yeah. um in fact we're starting up in dubai in the first quarter of 2020 next year because oh, of the cute. phenomenal response in the uae so okay. like for example dubai has become one of those countries where you know they really want surf coffee there because you you meet people who are either in the transitional phase hmm. they're there for work they want you know they do, they're doing well professionally and then they leave yeah how do you find a partner and if yeah. you're born and raised there the indian diaspora is tiny everyone mm-hmm. knows everyone mm-hmm. right so it's it's ironic that one of our biggest for example markets is india a country of 1 billion plus brown people yeah. <laughs> so i understand if someone in london is looking for a match singapore <laughs> hong kong yeah. brazil but you know what's with like in you know meeting someone from juhu or wasant vihar um saying nana i just can't find someone to date man like yeah. i can't do this i can't put myself through this trauma to you know find somebody can yeah. you help me and i'll have an open mind uh, open minded sort of perspective on it and yeah. i think that's what we want to do we want to do great work yeah. and impactful work so yeah. people getting married is a bonus for me Yeah. I want to see them in happy relationships and I think inevitably it is the next step right so once yes. you um do meet someone you get into a relationship mm. you do want to settle down with them now mm. how and when and you know how you choose to do it depends on you so that's mm. something we don't intervene like I don't I don't want to be someone's mom the freedom to just be who they want to be and as you as you may understand we're very you know surf coffee super empowering for someone who lives in a tier 2 city mm-hmm. right so recently we were just talking about this as a team we've seen an influx from calcutta okay now, calcutta is a city i have no family in i've never been to nobody mm-hmm. from my team is there mm-hmm. but it's a growing tribe of young women who are well educated doing so well for themselves 
mm. um, and fantastic people and they are just done you know with these cliques in the city and this social expectation and yeah. a lot of them come with from families that have heavy lineage mm. you know so mm-hmm. even financially or one of you know old third fourth generation families yeah and they're like i do not want to be with a guy who expects me to like be home at 6 o'clock cuz you know he'll be there after and i must have a hot dinner on the table for him mm-hmm. so you know like you said it's a small percentage of women but i'm seeing that response from i work with people from jaipur yeah. hyderabad um you know lucknow we got someone from lucknow engaged recently so oh, that was fantastic and i and i told her up front i'm like i don't think i can find someone in lucknow she's like nana i'm i'm ready to move out of here tomorrow like i was ready to move out of here yesterday so you know and she was there you know for sort of personal reasons and even um you know her profession was such where she was creating uh, beautiful silver jewelry and yeah. so you know her workshops her kari girls were there um and she had family there but she's like you know i run a business like this is what the woman of today is right someone yeah. who can juggle everything that she wants to do and figure it out yeah. and she's now you know going to be married to someone from bangalore in feb 2020 so yeah. i think you know that's that's gratification for us hmm. knowing that we had some part to play even yeah. if it was just a little bit in making that happen Yeah that must be an amazing feeling. And do you talk to all these um people yourself like even if you're there is a team to take the first or the second step forward and right. uh, make them go through a certain you know a certain path do you then uh, step in and talk to them one on one? Yeah so I'm I'm involved but I I do have a very competent sort of amazing team that I work with. Okay. Uh they've you know they sort of they've been veterans in the industry like we had someone just you know join who was from uh you know ex morgan stanley okay. um to sort of bring in a different perspective um and my you know my head of client servicing my my right woman at work is um actually someone who's had so much experience in pr and advertising so mm. this is what i'm saying you don't need to sort of be a psychologist or a counselor or yeah. a therapist to sort of be a good matchmaker you yeah. just need to get people you know mm. you need to have high emotional quotient and intelligence mm-hmm. i think that's the main thing is really getting down to what someone wants and using that you know that knowledge with integrity so not just setting up dates for the sake of it right yeah, so this is yeah. something they've really um that's just great at just getting a sense of people i think we've developed re- relationships beyond work mm. like now if i have a client who runs a restaurant and he's throwing an opening party he will invite yeah. us yeah. it's really nice of him he doesn't have to but he feels like i can get along with these guys i can talk to them about anything under the sun yeah um like i always remember this couple that we got engaged they got married in 2015 actually it was between london and bombay okay and she was 36 at the time and he was 40 he was okay. the md of a very big firm yeah you know had came from very sort of a humble background and had risen his way to the top like his humility was so endearing you yeah. know it it was kind of overwhelming that he chose us as a service mm. out of all the options available and mm. um he he was so you know he completely let his guard down he told yeah. me stuff about his parents but what you know how they brought him up what his expectation is so he's like can i i travel yes i travel business class i stay in the world's best hotels yeah. but i'm not looking for someone who flies in the air all the time 
I've worked hard for it. I'm self-made. You know, tomorrow if I don't have it, I can survive. Mm. And I think this is what I love about people, right? Is that somewhere there is a sense of balance. Yeah. Um, it can't be, you know, and I'll be frank with you on this chat, Swati. I also get emails from people saying, do you have great South Delhi business <laughs> affluent, you know, families with like rich kids or something. I actually get emails like this. I'm, I'm amazed. I'm like, how did someone even write this? Like, actually, I put their thoughts into words and, and uh, have the courage to send this out, you know, to someone they don't know. Um, and so we found this guy, someone, and we developed such a good friendship that, you know, he would even call me if there was a relationship development. I think there was yeah. a time where they were not doing so well. He's like, what do you think I should do? And and now you tell me, this is someone literally 15 years older, mm. you know, far more successful, mm-hmm. far more exposed, yeah. literally in, in, all, in all perspectives, still wanting your advice. Yeah. I think that to me sort of denotes everything. And the fact that the team is, of, you know, able to do that is, is literally, I think it's a gift. Yeah. yeah. I'll be frank. I don't yeah. think everyone is a good matchmaker. This is why uh, my you know, my brother Sunil never interferes with the matchmaking. He's like, I, I don't think men really know what to do. We're not good matchmakers. <laughs> we think, you know, we think differently. They're yeah. like, you guys, you know, really know how, how someone is wired. And yeah. so I am involved. I do, you know, I'm at work every single day. I love knowing what's happening. And I think, you know, you know, one of the things is that I've learned is that all businesses are driven by people. Mm. It is not the actual service. It is the people who drive that service or that, you know, whatever it is that you're signing up for that yeah. make that make or break, yeah. I think, at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. And uh, Nena, just give a tentative number. How many people who have met through Surf Coffee have, you know, are either still in a relationship or have been engaged or gotten married? Oh, wow. So we've lost count. Like we set up about a thousand dates in a year. So people get into, um, I would say over 65% of first dates convert into second dates, which is very, very good for me to know because I think that's one of the problems. Like I meet people who say, Nana, I can't even meet this person for a second time. Like this is what's happening in my life, which is why I've come to you. Um, So that, that starts off um, on a positive note. And we especially see that when there is, uh, it's a blind date, right? You have no idea yeah, yeah. about the other person. Yeah. And so the fact that you're saying yes to meet someone again, yeah. um, again, is, is success for us. So someone getting into a relationship or you're, you know, you're even dating someone. Maybe yeah. you haven't gone exclusive yet. It's been a couple of weeks. But that for us is success. Hmm. So marriages, like I said, are... A bonus and they do mm-hmm. happen this year we've had plenty we had a bombay puna wedding we are having a dubai bombay wedding in january we have another wedding this lucknow wedding i just spoke about in feb mm. um we've seen london and la like literally it's this globalization all over and yeah. some of these are not even um the thing is we work with uh, clients for six months or 12 months so mm. many of these developments have happen after we've introduced them so okay. last year, I think in, in December 2018, we had a couple between Germany and Delhi yeah. and they got married after four years. They wow. met on Surf Coffee at 28 and very ambitious, bright, you know, wonderful people. And yeah. this was like surprising for me to see. They were originally from Delhi, okay. you know, um, 
wanted to give their relationship that time and growth. They traveled together. In between, I think, you know, my client from Delhi, she even took a gap year and lived in the Philippines on a project. Um, yeah. She works with a global organization. So, you know, trust, respect, patience. These are things that are unheard of yeah, <laughs> at yeah. this time and age. Yeah. Like people are all like, Arey, yaar, if you don't marry me in four months, I'm bouncing. Yeah, you know, we've become your, why, impatient uh, generation or like if he doesn't commit, leave him, find someone else. Yeah, and yeah. so here was this couple that was beautifully nurturing this wonderful relationship that they got married. They sent me pictures mm. on WhatsApp. They're like, we're thinking of you guys so much today because none of this would have happened <laughs> if you know you didn't set us up. So, you know, my clients have babies now. The wow. ones who got married much earlier, it's, uh, you know, they're either in expecting mothers or, you know, have had uh, have five-year-olds. That's and I think amazing. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to tell those kids, you are here because of us. <laughs> <laughs> and Nena, what is your vision for the future? I mean, personally and professionally. Like I know um, you will be opening your Dubai office soon. Apart from that, yeah, like, yeah. where do you see Surf Coffee going? So I, I, I really think, Swati, and I'm not saying this because I work here, but I think we are sort of, we are very relevant. And mm-hmm. we always will be, right? Mm-hmm. So there is a section of uh, people that enjoy dabbling in different sort of mediums and trying different things. And yeah. and also I'll, I'll say this: I think it's good. It's a good thing that the apps are here. It's a good thing that yeah. there are more services yeah. because it really sort of helps people grow. I think dating is educational. Mm-hmm. If someone is thirty-five, thirty-six, and they want to settle down and they've never been in a relationship. That to me is a little more worrying, I'll mm. be honest, mm-hmm. because you don't know what to expect. Yeah. And also, you know, they say the older we grow, the, the more set in our ways we are. Yeah. So that's yeah. another thing, right? Then, yeah. then your ability to even adjust to small things is, is sometimes, you know, not possible because you're just like, you haven't been exposed to how it is to actually share your life with someone. Yeah. So yeah. I think, you know, professionally, it is definitely to just you know, help more people, do more good work, see every second person married. I mean, that mm. is always the goal. We are very, very aspirational about that. It's mm. it's all you need is one person. You know, you don't need to go on 20 dates. Yeah. Even if you go on that one date that is life changing. Yeah. I think I think that's wonderful. Um personally it's it's been quite a journey. So, you know, I've started looking after operations. Um at the office and sort of, you know, going into a more sort of leadership kind of role, right? So yeah. it's just, it's been a little challenging. I think managing people is one of the biggest challenges. Hmm. And that's something we're getting better at every day. So establishing that work culture is something that's always been very important to us. I think my team, we have a very low attrition rate. People okay. only leave surf coffee if they get married and relocate okay. <laughs> or they're having a child or there's some, you know, earth shattering life uh, change. Yeah. Otherwise we've, you know, we, we, we never see anyone quitting. Okay. So that's been wonderful. Just having a work-life balance is critical. Hmm. And I started sort of, you know, earlier on when you're an entrepreneur, it is it is very challenging, right? At so many points, you feel like, should I even be doing this? Um, maybe that that motivation on some days is just not there, right? Yeah. I think as women, we all fail to recognize that there are some days where you just don't even want to get out of bed. You're just like, oh my God, this is too much. You know, this yeah. is too much work. This is overwhelming. I'm very, very tired. And so 
I think self-care has been a big priority hmm. for me this year, um, you know, because also getting married was a big change, right? Yeah. And then adjusting to that life and also maintaining a wonderful relationship with your partner yeah. and at the same time not sacrificing on who you are. Yeah. So I've actually learned how to delegate you know, in the last mm-hmm. two years uh, because you're so close to what you do. This is your baby. Yeah. This is like someone coming up to you and saying, Swati, I'll record the next podcast. And you're like, no, you no, you shouldn't. Yeah, I want to do yeah, it. This is my yeah, baby. Yeah. Right. So at some point, uh, yeah, you'll be open to it. But, yeah. you know, it's it's because you've spent literally um, that time, effort and so much energy in developing something. You just want to make sure things are going right. Yeah. Right. So it's not it's not a selfish reason. It's you start thinking of an entity beyond you. Like I think of my team before I think of myself because that means everything to me. So there are days where you have to be thick-skinned as an entrepreneur. You may meet people who are unkind or ill-tempered. Again, this is a very real thing that happens that people don't talk about. Yes. Right? I actually uh, did a post on this recently on LinkedIn where we all talk about how much we've achieved and the net, the next round of funding and or the next podcast. And oh my God, it's just good news, good news, good news, right? Yeah. What about the days where, um, you know, customer may not be king? Yeah. There yeah. are days where someone is being really unreasonable. They're being unfair. They're speaking And these are very real situations. They, you know, absolutely. happen all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. I was just reading the paper this morning and there's an instance uh, from just today where um, this random person on Twitter took a picture of someone from Vistara resting in at an airport lounge and she yeah. was sleeping and he actually tagged the CEO and said, oh, please fix the image of your airlines. And the CEO replied saying, first of all, you shouldn't be taking pictures of people without their permission. Mm. <laughs> so please take it down. <laughs> and secondly, she's not on duty. She's resting. She's human. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I think somewhere we need to, you know, call out the BS You know, when there are people who are just not being respectful and that's a fundamental thing. If you ask me, Nana, what, what do you, what are some of the things that you exert to, you know, determine whether this person should be on surf coffee? I would say it's things like this. Yeah. Respect for another human being, being kind, being, you know, being just yourself and not, you know, rude or, or unreasonable. Yeah. Right. And this, this really reflects in who we actually are because you may be whoever in that office or in that home, but when you're in a relationship, this Mm. is, you know, all layers stripped away. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's really actually reflective of, you know, how people send emails. I'm telling you, I can determine so much of how someone is just by the kind of email they send. Mm. Whether It's polite or not. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's been interesting. And yeah, I think just, you know, surviving, growing, um, constant, constantly learning. I think that's been my endeavor is to just, you know, we need to get out of our comfort zones, you know, True. constantly as people, as professionals and, and just push ourselves not to compete. So again, like every time something happens, someone will send me a link about a new dating app, about a new service. I think there's space for everyone, Swati. Yeah. I don't think that we, what can we do to beat these guys or do that? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think good work speaks for itself. And somewhere, you know, I don't know if you agree with me, but someone, when I was in college, one of my teachers said, if you're really, really good at what you do, the money will follow. Yeah. You know, yeah. but yeah. work on sort of cracking that first. And that's pretty much 
you know, what we've done with Surf, right? We started off with nothing. We broke even very, very quickly in the first six months of our business, okay. even back then. Okay. Um, people just trusted us. And yeah. they were just like, you know, I get it. Your new company is small, but you know what? Why don't you give this a shot? Hmm. And uh, that's that's so humbling. Like I, I'm still in, you know, sometimes in touch with these people today and they see how far we've come. Yeah. And now they're recommending their siblings or, you know, nieces and nephews. And you know, they're like, <laughs> I tried this five years ago. You should try this. And I think that's that's lovely, right? Just to see. Uh, I think the future is bright. We're all looking forward to it. So, you know, on all fronts. Yeah. I think it can only get better from here. Yeah. To know more about Surf Coffee or apply to their membership, log on to surfcoffee.com. That's S-I-R-F-C-O-F-F-E-E dot com. Thanks for listening in and please subscribe to the show to catch the next episode. You can tweet at us or write a post tagging our social media handle at the rate launchora and let us know your thoughts on this episode. If you know a visionary that I should feature on this podcast, write to me at thevisionarypodcast at the rate gmail.com. That's T-H-E-V-I-S-I-O-N-N-A-R-I podcast at the rate gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Launchora, a storytelling and creative learning platform. Theme music is created by Diala Swain. She's a uniquely talented music producer from New Zealand. Do check out her music on SoundCloud or follow the link in the description. I'll see you guys soon with a new visionary. Have a great day.